Welcome back to the John Chi Show. It's your boys, KJ, Nathan, and Patrick with another episode of your favorite Korean adoptee podcast. Fellas, how you doing? Woo! I'm doing woo. Just dandy. Nice. What were you just celebrating? What? Oh, you were doing the woo literally for his... I thought you were doing it to the message that you just received. No, no, I was turning my watch (laughs) to silent so it wouldn't beep, actually. Oh, Oh, that makes sense. I don't want to be that guy. You don't? (laughs) We appreciate it. That's fair. You're welcome. We can just see when your eyes divert down to your watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's not distracting. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. You doing? Yeah. Are you? Are you? Yeah. 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 I think. It, I think fine is an apt, okay. accurate description. You started high and then you backed I down. Know, I, so I, just, I wanted to give you a chance that you go further back down the ladder if you needed to. I you fluctuated going... a little bit, but no, I think fine is is good. He's All like right. going through his to-do list. Wait, what do I have to do? Yeah, I was like, did I ha- get everything done? <laughs> I know I got a couple things on there I need to do still, but it's fine. Sure. How yeah. is your your time management that you were uh, dealing with? Is that uh, come to a nice like median? Uh, yeah, I think I have found a pretty nice medium median medium median. I've I come said, to a nice. I've come to a, a good spot with it. I'm in a good <laughs> spot with it. I think. Uh, still working on. It's a little bit. I think it's just, it's obviously an ongoing practice, but um, yeah, I feel I'm in a better headspace with, with time management for sure. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. And you, KJ, you, I know you have a lot of things coming up on your plate, but. I do have a lot of things coming up on my plate and uh, I don't know. Today has been a weird day. I have struggled with motivation and it's like one of those things where I have just enough to do that I don't want to do any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not mm-hmm. so many things that I'm just like stress powering through my whole to-do list. I'm just like, man, I don't like, it's a lot of things, but I don't have to do any of them. So I don't know. It's been an, it's been a weird, a weird day. I've kind of felt like this all week. So isn't that funny how that works? Like if you have just enough to do, sometimes you don't do it. But if you have maybe like the right amount, you do it. But then if you have way too much, you go back again and you don't want to do anything else too. At least that's how I am. I don't know. I don't know that I ever have so many things that I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to do them. I have gotten to the place where like I have so many things that I just like basically spin around in circles in my apartment. And I'm like, I don't know where to start. 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 Yeah. Like my brain is just like too overloaded. So So that's the worst feeling. Is it all professionally related? Is it personal? Is it both? What's um, what is just enough to not want to do any of it? It is professional and personal with like kind of distant timelines. You know, like it's sure. just the right confluence of like I've got some things for work, but like they don't have nothing is urgent or pressing. You know, so it's mm. like it's off a bit. So so the borderline of procrastination. Yeah. But also, also it's a weird, it's a weird time because Sarah just, uh, started going back into the office and she had an event that had her, um, out of the house all day Monday. And then she was in the office Tuesday and then in the office again, Thursday and like three days on my own. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like it threw, it threw off my rhythms, you know, sure. cause we have this thing where like we eat lunch together and then we go walk in circles around our apartment complex and you know, whatever. <laughs> but like, so we do all these things and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how to be on my own. Like I used to. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird rhythm, but that's where I'm at. <clears throat> no, I totally, I mean, I totally get that because I think when Emily and I first started dating, we and then when we moved to Chicago, we were together a lot, and then we had to kind of then we found that rhythm of like us going to our separate jobs and then coming back and being at, at home at the same times, and then trying to relish the times off that we had together. But then when the pandemic happened, like like you said, you know, all we did was spend time together, and I think when she finally when we came back to Indy, she finally started to get back in the classroom. It was 
And then I started this job where our days off were out of sync because I work on the weekends. She's off on the weekends. Right. Like it really threw off the rhythm because we went from spending all of our time together to really none of it together Mm -hmm. because we really barely crossed paths in the morning. And then at night we each usually has something to do. She maybe has an after school thing. I've got either the podcast or I play basketball. I've got a ton of stuff. Maybe I could maybe divest Ooh, from some things, which I have. Would you say basketball is your favorite sport? <laughs> basketball is my favorite sport. Would I like the way I dribble you... up and down the court. <laughs> nice. Yeah, got it. He keeps it so fresh on a <laughs> microphone. He like no interruption when the game is on. That was the only lyric I know. That's all right. I know the whole song. It's <laughs> I know. Wild. Even though it's an important movie in my life. <laughs> is it really? my wait, wait, wait. Is it really an important movie in your life? We literally just talked about this what? last this... episode. We did not. <laughs> Always be my baby. Uh, yes, no. we did. No, yeah, we that's did. a totally different song. Oh, is it really? Yes, you're thinking Bounce Back. Oh my God, I was. Cut this, cut I'm this, quoting, cut this, cut this. I'm quoting the movie <laughs> I know what like you're talking Mike about. from the yeah, early 2000s. Yeah, I know 2000s what you're talking about now. With yeah. Lil Bow Wow. I'm it's funny like, because we just watched this movie within the last year. Like so Mike? So I can say that. Yeah, like Mike. <laughs> I don't know why. We were watching just old movies. We went through like a like a 90s movie thing. Or was that a 2000s movie? That's a 2000s movie. 2000s oh, movie. Oh, uh, with an adoption story in it, Yeah, actually. I know. I, I was just like... Every old movie that I watch now, it's like that's is a constant there. And I just like, I think I just was so oblivious. I just didn't really notice it. I, I mean, I definitely it. noticed it. But yeah, I was just like. Or it didn't know, register in my mind yeah. that I was like, that's also me. <laughs> or could have been me. Yeah. Like in that like, sense. Talked about like, a, like, you know, kids who are up for adoption being basically like puppies. And I was like. On the, I think at the time I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't have to deal with that. But also I was adopted as a baby. So like, right. you know, I don't know that a baby is aware that it's a baby and like thinks about <laughs> adoption and, and like well, yeah, it, being a, you know, whatever. And in that home. movie, they're literally like the main goal is not for ba- Lil Bow Wow's character to be good at basketball. Yeah, it is to be adoptable. Like Mike, this movie that came out 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it is the, the whole goal. Of the, the whole the whole goal of these kids is to be adoptable. And to get adopted by somebody who comes into the that the foster home, is it? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure what's going on. But it's like, as a kid, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about like, man, that's messed up. <laughs> and then when I watched it, I was like, that is like, I was like, I didn't, why, I've never thought like, what what is going on here? Yeah. It was interesting. Uh, Nathan, that's basically the whole show. There's great. I, there's some I, now things, I don't have to watch the movie. Thanks. Yeah, there's some things where oh, wait, uh, we're Bow spoiler wow alerts. Gets, yeah, that yeah. Gets Mike, Michael Sorry. Jordan. I think we're over skills. the the time so, frame. The, the statute yeah, I was gonna of say yeah. statute of limitations. <laughs> Twenty years. That's that's a little bit too long. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So yeah, I don't know, but that's that's funny because that actually like kind of leads into where my headspace has been at uh, recently. I okay, so. Because Sarah wasn't here, I went on a very long walk uh, and a a slightly different circle through the concrete jungle in which I live. And it was, I was listening to um, the the book that I'm reading, which is, so you sound like a white girl. Uh, No, sorry. It's, you sound like a white girl, the case against assimilation um, by Yulisa Arce who uh, has, she is a Mexican-American author and recently gained her citizenship, but spent like most of her time in America as an undocumented like person in America, which is like, her story is wild. So definitely go check her out. Um, but this book is just interesting because like part of it, like because she grew up in Texas for parts of her life and whatever, and like obviously like Mexico and America have just such an entangled history. I was like, I was really challenged to think about Texan history and like just do the one step further with my logic and like i was like oh man we have a really terrible history and like i know obviously like we we do but like just like having it retcon like that is like or not even retcon but just like having the full truth right (laughs) spoken to me like that just made me really angry about all the things that like i wasn't told you know and like all the ways that history was whitewashed and stuff and yes i'm listening to this book and then she talks about how like like in this part that I'm in, like talking about like losing her mother tongue and like the lie of English and whatever. And it's like, it's this whole thing where being transracially adopted, I'm like re I'm like unassimilating having already been assimilated. But then like, I've got like these layers of privilege and whatever. 
And then I like, because of our conversation last week with Bruno, I was thinking about Little Mermaid and just how like all Disney movies went like animated Disney movies when I was growing up had something to do with family and had something to do with like wanting to belong or, you know, be part of that world or having gotten kicked out by this other world. And so I want to be accepted, but my, you know what I mean? Like mm, it's all yeah. like just so much in there. And then like, so I just finished reading heavy by Kiese Lehman and um, I can never say his name, right? Like, I don't know. My brain just like shuts down Kiese Lehman. Uh, and so that like, he just writes so beautifully and I was like, man, I, I wish that I could speak about myself this way and speak about my, our experience, right? Like his mom, he says in the book, like, when you write, you should write for us, right? Like for, for our people. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I wish that, that we could, I wish that I could do more for us, our transracial adoptee, CAD, our, you know, whatever community, right? And um, yeah, so I've just been having all these things floating in my head. And um, I guess I'm really, if I had to put it into words, as I'm doing on the fly right now, so sorry, it's probably not great podcasting, but like, where have you experienced um, content that is quote for us? And maybe it's not even like really for us, but like, I don't know, speak on, on those, those things. That is all I, uh, yeah, I seed the microphone now. <laughs> Well, I feel like there are right now a lot of people creating content that I think is for us. Mm. I think that it is, I think a lot of us are sharing from a very individual perspective, um, sharing our own stories, uh, which is great. So I think it's a little bit different in the sense that while it's for the community and that's why we're sharing it publicly, it's also really for ourselves because it's like we're trying to get that out and trying Mm -hmm. to just unpack that. Um, I wonder, so I would say um, like Cameron Lee Small that at Therapy Redeemed, I think that he is creating content. He's creating things that are for us, for our community. I think that Hannah Jackson Matthews is another person that is doing that specifically for black transracial adoptees, but for the entire adoptee community and for adoptive parents. Um, I think another person who I follow that's definitely doing that, that's creating, I think content that's for us, for the community um, is her name is Tori and she's at wreckage and wonder. And I'm really blanking on her last name right now. I apologize, Tori, if you listen to our podcast, um, but she really does create a lot of incredible things. I think that are for that are based in our community. And I would say that specific, I don't know. I actually, I will, I will caveat and say, this is all like, these are people who are doing things actively on Instagram, but are creating content and creating things that are outside of that space, outside of the social media space mm, um, good for as like educators or as like uh, mental health professionals or social workers, um, which I think is really important. You know, like you're taking in uh, Ulysses book and taking in things like the making of Asian America, taking content in that's not just 10 slides uh, of something. So I think that is what I'm looking at. And that's, I guess, those are just three people I think off the top of my head I can think of that, in my opinion, would be creating things for us because it's like workshops for uh, transracial adoptee teens. Um, Mm. And they target different parts of our community uh, to allow for greater, a greater opportunity to unpack, I guess, all of the stuff that we're doing now as 30-year-old men. And... Yeah, because we're all 30. How dare you call me 30? How? We're all 30. Dare. I was done speaking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I think good, I could hear me in that yeah, laugh track, a, actually. That's a good laugh track. That's the one I recorded for. I forgot. And you yet, that? you'll probably never use that for my dad jokes. <laughs> So. No, I'll use this one. Oh, he wanted, he wanted you to use it right there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's my dad joke. Okay. <laughs> All right, then you've got to follow that up by the studio audience laughter. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think there's a lot of really good individual content um, people on social media. But um, 
for me, since I actually has never been very active in the social media platform until I would say last year, uh, you know, the stuff that I had always considered uh, for me to be um, for me, I guess, was some of these conferences that are that are happening around the country. Mm, yeah. um, so, you know, specifically, of course, Con is coming up. And I know we talk about that a lot. Um, you know, it'll be here in Denver in June. But then, I mean, just the other conference. <laughs> that's, a free, that's a free plug. For <laughs> yeah, a free plug. Con, yeah, there you go. Um, and the, I mean, we're I, not saying uh, not go. I honestly, I mean, on, if you type in Korean Adoption Conference, Con is actually the first one that pops up on the on Google. Um, but I know there's others. I mean, just the camps, the heritage camps, right. the um, camp other, Sejong. Yeah, the the uh, um, uh, the the ones that are actually probably sponsored by adoption agencies. I I can't speak of those because I've never been to them, but um, I, I would be very curious to you know give them a try. But um, hearing about these these spaces to congregate to meet other adoptees, I think is something that I look forward to doing now. Um, something that I never expected to you know. Um, to desire as much as I have over the last few years. And it's, and it's kind of funny because you're coming out of a pandemic and you're thinking about just, you know, your friends and, you know, family and things like that. But at the same time, I'm adding this additional now social circle that I want to hang out with and that mm -hmm. I want to meet more, more adoptees and more, um, you know, um, local uh, Korean, even Korean Americans or, you know, Japanese Americans, just, you know, any AAPI, <laughs> Um, people. So actually, Allison and I had this talk about it yesterday about uh, how we're going to raise our kids and what kind of space and things that I we're going to be that. doing. So we were discussing, you know, are we going to do a lot of Korean, a lot of Japanese, you know, some Chinese or, or um, broadly Asian American or, you know, things like that. So um, it's going to be an interesting. Uh, did Patrick freeze or is he? What? <laughs> I'm listening. I was just you uh, really doing still, background research. I was like, I think you froze or something, but no. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm uh, interested in doing. As far as I feel is a space for me and mm. for uh, other adoptees. So I'm uh, looking forward to giving my opinion after uh, my first conference this June. Woo! Well, I think that anybody creating and anybody creating community, I think that we're creating content that's for us. You know, because mm -hmm. I think this show is it's for uh, again, coming from slightly individual perspectives of just us as the three doing this to unpack our own stories. But really, the content lives for the community and for whoever and needs biased. to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we're all no. we all carry bias. No, so. I think we have. I think we you're right. Podcasts. You know, but yeah, like adoption feels adapted. I know we don't yeah. talk about other people's podcasts on our podcast, but I will Actually, mention though, them. I will say we did just got adoptees we, on. We did just get shouted out um, as a, like Korean American podcast you should listen to, which was I saw that. really incredible, and uh, that was really fantastic. So you can go check that out on our Instagram. Um, yeah, that was just just really awesome. So thank you to out of Corey Angry and KAA Collective. Uh, on Instagram because uh, they are doing a, a partnership. So it's a Korean American artist collective and Corey angry her that account like took over it and whatever and gave a shout out to Korean American podcasts. And we were there as well as uh, Dear Asian Americans, which is awesome. And then, you know, a bunch of other podcasts, which I can't really wait to to go and check out and, and listen to them. One of them is called Bulgogi Pod. And I'm like, OK, interested. That seems <laughs> yeah. cute. So, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. I <laughs> was like, we Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, <laughs> as far as community, we we still have our you know maybe year two John Chi live in L.A. So mm. um, I know we haven't released much details, but if you guys are that's not for our community though. Just keep it is <laughs> our community. What are you talking about? I'm just our kidding. John Chi that's a great joke. It was, was too late. You got to move joke. that up in the remove you that move that track. Up. <laughs> Leave it in. No, I'm, this is the reason I have the soundboard is so I can be live and I have to do even less work. <laughs> that makes so, sense. Oh, yeah, sure. it's where it's where we're at. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just was like, oh, the other thing that that like kind of spurred this was um, instead of playing video games in the morning, uh, I have been watching stand up. I don't know why. Um, so I watched Ronnie Chang's latest. Oh, uh, don't talk. Thing. Yeah. No, no, no. I just, I'm just saying it's it's good. I liked it a lot better than his first one. Um, and but I was just like, yeah, this is this is good, and it shot gorgeously, and whatever. 
And then I watched Jim Gaffigan's <laughs> latest thing, and I was like, like I used to love Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, and, I heard. It. I was listening to it today. Yeah, and then I watched this, and I was like, this is so boring. And it, I think, I think for me, it's like Jim Gaffigan just like has a brand. This is yeah. his style of joke. I'm gonna right. stay in my lane, do mm-hmm. this thing, right? Yeah. And there, like, there were moments where I laughed, but also like the the bias of Jim Gaffigan. I was like, oh, this is just a you know, just a normal Midwestern cishet white dude mm-hmm. who is Catholic making jokes about, you know, normal cishet white Overweight guy stuff. people. Right. Yeah, you know what like I mean? That, yeah. And I was it's, like, it's man, this is so... Stuff. Well, uh, like, well, he stays in his lane yeah. very much in right. that one. And, but I remember, you know, 10 years ago when I was listening to King Baby and Beyond the Pale and like all of his other things, I was like, oh my God, Jim Gaffigan, he's so funny and, you know, whatever. And I don't, I bet if I went back and listened to that, I'd just be like, oh, it's just, a white guy talking about being a white guy right and I, it made me realize like how bored i am of that content right and how yes. like but that's all new to me <clears throat> like insane. listening to um to heavy listening to you sound like a white girl listening to uh the making Allie of asian Wong. america and yeah like wow. like there are just so, so many funny. more like voices now that i really care to hear about and i've right. never thought about like our people as significantly as I am lately, you know, of like being a part of the Asian American diaspora and all those things. I'm just like, Oh, this is nice. And it's, um, yeah. So I'm just like, but, but there's still kind of that added thing of like, but what about adoptees and our voices even within that, you know, like just because, you know, we've arrived at one spot doesn't mean we shouldn't keep pushing. So yeah, I don't know. I guess I mean like kind of in, in terms of mass appeal, there's not like a thing yet for us by us, et cetera. But yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I think they're all float. I think there there are things floating around there, and I think. Yeah. But you're right. I think overarching, and I've had this conversation with a few different people about. There's not really that one thing that you look at, and it's like this is the adoptee community's thing. Mm. Like this represents that. Um, but I've definitely been feeling similar to you, not only as an Asian American, but just as like a person of color, mm-hmm. and like having that same revelation that. I am like sick and tired of and bored, I guess, of hearing a white person talk about white people problems mm-hmm. or and just like talk about that experience. And like because and it is it feels so new and it's like I don't and I just don't have time to I don't have time for that. Like I have to I'm making up so much time and like I have I have so much to learn, so much to unlearn, but so much to learn. And it's just like it is it does feel like it's just very boring to mm-hmm. sit in and not to say invalidate anybody's experience um, and say, like, whatever it is that you're telling me is is boring. But from like a like a like a media perspective, like whatever yeah, from like type, a content yes, storytelling exactly. perspective, like what I'm reading or what I'm watching or what I'm listening to. Yeah, like I don't I'm like I only want to hear stories that are wildly different than that and because and i think the other part of that too is because instead of like growing up instead of going and gravitating towards like authors or um uh, any anybody of color in any in any situation i really gravitated to gravitated gravitated <laughs> towards fiction and like i was and like really drawn to like comics and things like that and while there was different like representations i was reading all of that through a lens that was like boxed in by whiteness. Mm-hmm. And so I never really understood, like I never read those for representation or any of those aspects. I just read it almost like as a white person probably would. And now I've been going back and revisiting some comics and thinking about it differently. And it's just really striking how the messaging comes across and how much mm-hmm. I notice is missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the stories. And I think that's the question that I've been asking myself a lot lately um, in terms of the content that I take in is what's missing or who's missing? Not specifically what, but who is missing out of here? Yeah. And yeah. So all of that to say, totally get where you're coming from because I feel like I've been in that same spot. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really uh, have been fascinated and, and proud too when I see the representation that's happening in the media and the changes that the, uh, um, have been happening with, um, just like hiring actors or, um, you know, awards being given or just shout outs to certain things. So also like all of Pachinko. Yeah. Right. 
I mean, every time I see something on online and, and I mean, granted, there are some negative ones and you see these like not, not really I wouldn't say controversy, but like people start talking bad about, you know, turning red and. Oh, that guy saying, yeah. Yeah. There was like I, some I reviewer. Just, yeah. Right. And it's just, you know, those things I was like, ah, it's OK. We can ignore some of those those things. I think in a whole, the the content, all these new, you know, stories and storylines and, you know, um, Michelle Yeoh being in, in uh, you know, her uh, multiverse movie and. and uh, that movie looks sweet. It looks really good. Right. I mean, those are really I, I just love it when I see all that. So um, and I don't know if it's just because I'm excited uh, to feel a little more connected to the movie or to just watch it because it sounds like a good theme or, you know, maybe I would have been just as excited, you know, before, but I don't know, maybe I feel like it's just this new awakening in me that, that wants to watch these even more now. Yeah. I feel like another thing that's been affecting me too, is that, so like right now I'm reading the making of Asian America by Erica Lee. And you mentioned KJ earlier about, um, thinking about like Texas history and thinking about, Oh, like, Oh gosh, that's not, that's not great. And I feel like, and I've really been getting it out of this book. Uh Um, but I think what's primed me for it is I read the two books I read previously. Well, okay. I read all about love by bell hooks before this, but before that I read an indigenous people's history of the United States of America. And then I read how the word was passed, uh, or how the word is passed by Clint Smith. And so, and and that book is about, um, how we talk about slavery in this country and how that, how we got to the point of how we talk about it, Mm -hmm. um, through different, uh, locations where this is taking place, where slavery was very prominent, like, uh, Monticello, the Jefferson plantation, um, like Gory Island, which is like the first place where, technically where slaves were the enslaved Africans would board the ship to come to America. Mm. But I think it primed me for this one and to really just be pushing me into like understanding and learning this history, because when I'm reading about the treatment of Asian people, um, by the people who founded this country, who just, who enslaved Africans, who displaced the indigenous and first nations people and read about how they were like, we need laborers, uh, who aren't slaves. So we're going to bring over Asian people and, but we're definitely not going to treat them the same. And then it's like, and then it's like, Nope, we hate them now because they are forming communities. They're talking in their own language. We don't want that. And then, but it's like, so we do it to the Chinese and then it's the Japanese and then it's the Koreans and then it's the South and then it's South Asians. And then it's just like, and it just goes on and on and on. And the way that they, when they move from, from, ignorant tolerance to outright hatred and xenophobia. All I've been thinking about is like how similar the rhetoric that they use then is what is being used now, like to scapegoat Asians for like the pandemic specifically, or what we see being talked about um, by people who dismiss like the, the ongoing violence, things that are going on like that. And it's the exact same things that they were saying in the past. And I think that, again, I think we, I talked about this on an episode, but it's just like, if we can't hold ourselves accountable as a country and we can't look and talk about our history, um, in a way that actually acknowledges the atrocities that were committed by the people that founded this place, then we can't really like actually move forward. Like, Oh yeah, because we're not in a, well, we're not in a better place than we were a year ago after Atlanta or anything like that. We're in a different place, but we're not in a better place because we aren't willing. There are a number of us unwilling to take a look at ourselves in that way. And it's just like, I don't know. And it's just like that has been really fueling this. I'm so fat, sick and tired of the, of the white experience and that whitewashing of everything that I've ever known or been taught. And there's, and like that veil is being pulled from my eyes and it's just like, what, what happened? Why have I missed this? Why did I miss this? And then how do, and then again, to circle all the way back, how do I, as a transracial adoptee fit into that equation? Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I grew up in a white community with white parents and white friends and did all the white stuff, but I'm not white. And, but I didn't learn any of that history, any of my own history. 
So like, how do I, how do I find my, how do I find myself in this place? And so I'm feeling, I'm feeling better about it. I'm feeling angry. I think fired up. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Well, I'm definitely but, more angry. You know, yeah, but, for sure. But you know, it's just like, it, it's just, yeah, it's just those, those are the things that I've been thinking about too. It's just yeah. like, and again, it's a lot about confronting your own, or my own insecurities, my own biases and prejudices. When I go on the long walks or in sitting in my own space by myself with my thoughts, thinking about that digging in and questioning myself, which then allows me to be able to start questioning the things around me. So, yeah. Thanks yeah, everybody for listening. No, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, and it, it reminded me too, like that book, I remember like specifically as they talk about migrant workers coming into Hawaii even. Yeah. And then Jim Gaffigan in this latest special has jokes about Hawaii. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, bro. Even, even the way that you talk about this just falls so short. And so mm-hmm. flat and so like trying to be like, quote, you know, safely woke or, you know, whatever. I'm just like, man, this is not good. It's just it's just not it's not the same. And so, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot. I think it just shows that we're evolving, that we are stepping into a better place, even though it's a place of discomfort now. It's for us to be able to grow as people. And and yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully with the the discomfort comes change right i mean right exactly instead of ignoring it and pushing it under the rug and i also don't want to say that especially the how the word has passed in indigenous people's history of the united states and even making of asian america only talk about the terrible things Mm -hmm. that happened like you're always going to be able to highlight the triumphs because within the, the 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 horrors that are going on all of these groups of people that are being marginalized are succeeding, finding ways to succeed in spite of mm-hmm. uh, what is happening. And, you know, that gives me a lot of hope, um, especially as an adoptee, because it seems like we're at, at both points lifted up as like the best of both worlds, but also given the shortest ends of both sticks. And so it's like it feels like a du- like two mountains that you have to climb instead of one. But... I think seeing and reading about just people's overcoming uh, gives me hope as a community that we will find our place of overcoming and we will reach it at some point. I just wish it was happening sooner rather than later. Well, and I think like it's so important like now, now that I fully accept myself as Asian American, I think of it as my history. Right. You know, and so like, obviously this is not my great uncle or my great great grandfather or my grandfather even that these things are happening to but being a part of asian america means that like it was my grandfather that this happened to and it was my you know great grandfather grandmother whomever you know like that there there is skin in the game and now after the past two years i have met so many wonderful incredible asian americans that i really care and i have like celebrated things with them and i have gone through tragedy with them and so like now like reading those things i'm like oh yeah this like it just it hits different, you know? And yeah. and I think that's why for our show, we always want to provide something that people can celebrate and provide spaces for people to fall in love with us. Because like, if you read history and you read tragedy, but you have no skin in the game, then the most you can say is like, ah, oh, that's sad, you know? Right. Unless you're like a really yeah. empathetic person. But I mean, like for me, I'm basically a robot. So when I hear about a sad <laughs> thing, I'm like, oh, that's sad. And then I move on with my life, you know? And that's, that's our own privilege of time and space and whatever that <laughs> is, you know? But like when you know people, then you're like, and you care about them and you have celebrated with them. And you're like, oh man, that's, that really sucks. And that affects me in a way that I potentially want to look internally, uh, in a way that I potentially want to get involved and provide support. Um, even if that support is just like sending the prayer up to your deity of choice or send them vibes right. across the universe, particular universal waves that you subscribe to, you know, whatever that is like, yeah, it's just like even the smallest thing like that, those all count as wins and those are all important in moving the needle forward, even while we push for greater systemic change, greater uh, systemic acceptance and love and equality and justice and all those things. So, yeah, I think I mentioned to you guys once before about the this, but the there was a riot in Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chinese, right? And it was uh, in Chinatown in 1880. And the yeah. mayor is actually apologizing coming up actually next weekend, mm-hmm. the 16th. He's apologizing uh, to the Chinese immigrants for for the, the death and the riots. And, and that's, I think that's amazing that mm-hmm. the, 
they're hosting they're hosting this event downtown and they're trying to kind of bring more unity and uh, um so yeah the, I, i'm seeing a little bit more and more of that happen um you know in some i guess some political arenas and stuff so uh that gives me some hope yeah absolutely some is better than none yep and none is some not is all better. exactly <laughs> so yeah um do you want to do a voicemail <laughs> Ooh, yeah, let's yeah, do a voicemail. Let's voicemail, because right. I think we got uh, a new segment, the yeah, voicemail. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let's I feel like we need a jingle before this. Do, right. do, do, Hi, do, Sarah. Do, 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 Here we do. go. <laughs> the voicemail. <laughs> voicemail time. That's, that's the jingle, but live. I like it. Uh, yeah, okay, great. So here is the voicemail. I'm gonna play it now. Hey, John, you guys. Um, I have a question mostly for Patrick. Patrick, you've mentioned a couple times that you're starting to learn Korean. Um, I know you're kind of in the early stages, um, but I was wondering, do you have any, like, emotions or, like, anything about that experience of, like, just starting to learn Korean um, that you uh, could, like, talk about? Um, maybe not, but uh, just thought that was kind of an interesting an interesting thing that you're just starting um and really exciting okay uh thanks love the show bye <laughs> nice. that was awesome. thank you so much I like Ooh, okay it. wait round of like applause it. for the caller nice real good thank you so much for being our very first caller first Amazing. call in <clears throat> well i appreciate the question so i think that my approach to languages is Different Good. because I think Korean specifically, I am so far removed from it and being able to understand and read it that mm. I don't have that emotional tie. Um, I think that elicits emotions when I'm trying to learn or read it or even when I come across Hangul like on packaging, you know, mm. and like it doesn't even like that doesn't elicit a specific emotion but I will say Besides that frustration, frustration. Yeah. That I can't read it. That's true. <laughs> okay. I will say that the frustration, there is frustration, um, when it comes to not being able to read it. But I will say that, um, well, I took a class, it was like a three hour intensive class. And, um, when I was, uh, like doing kind of pronunciation and like sounding out vowels and consonants, even, um, I was, according to my, uh, teacher doing it very well on getting a lot of them on like the first go. And I will say that it felt good and that it almost felt kind of natural when I was trying, when I like had the direction and was told mm -hmm. like, this is what it's supposed to be. Like when I was saying it, it like made sense in my mouth and my brain at the same time. It made sense <laughs> in my mouth. No, okay. I actually, was, I actually thought about you because this was part of, you sound like a white girl, right? Was like the, like, Yulisa Arce was talking about like how like she was being forced to not speak Spanish. Like this is the language of my DNA. And the way that she said that, I was like, oh my gosh. Because I know that I think we've talked <laughs> about it maybe, maybe off air, maybe on air about like you practicing Korean and, and right. kind of like beginning to get especially like the hangul um framework and all that stuff which i think is like a, a major turning point for learning korean right it's like once you right. can get the language the written language down then some things kind of fall into place on pronunciation and sarah actually always says to me like whenever you speak korean your mouth just looks right like it looks mm. at, at this point i'm putting words in her mouth but like for me it's <laughs> it kind of sounds like it looks like Korean belongs in your mouth. You know what I mean? And like, but I, I know that about myself too. Like, like if I even saying something simple, whatever, right. like those things feel natural. I feel like my mouth is meant to move that way. Like my tongue is meant to move that way. Whereas like when I speak Spanish, even though like I understand and speak Spanish better, I'm like, I got to warm up. And even then like my tongue, it just like, it has to like do a bunch of things and I'm never going to get it quite right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but like Korean, I'm just like, this feels right to me. I don't know. Do you ever do it in front of the mirror to make, I mean, how do you know <laughs> like what you look like when you say it? Oh, I just take Sarah at her word. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't I know, know if you actually I know looked. how it feels for me 
where it okay. just like makes sense. But even like, I don't know, like I feel my face change to like now that I'm like watching more like intentionally watching more K dramas and those kinds of things, like I feel my face change and like my mouth shapes change to kind of mirror not just their like I guess their mouth, but like the whole like kind of demeanor and the mm-hmm. whole like attitude of speaking Korean, which we actually talked about with Minju when when she was on the mm-hmm. show. It was like because of like the honorifics and things, like you just kind of know your place with Korean. And but there is kind of this whole rhythm of like, yeah, this is how once you kind of like can actually form sentences and things. So yeah. yeah. I was just curious if that was actually a method to look in the mirror to see how I you're mean maybe it's things. not for me, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I think the, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, just to add to to your thing, my, um, not that she specifically asked you, but my emotion coming <laughs> from, from Hangul when I tried to learn a little bit of Korean, um, for me, the emotion comes is, is actually lately has been guilt because I feel like I need to know more of it to speak mm-hmm. to my biological family. Mm, and I feel true. guilty not learning it in a way to talk to them, even though there's translation apps that are 85% correct. Maybe sixty mm-hmm. percent correct, but um, so I feel a little bit of guilt uh, when I took it and then stopped taking it. Um, so that's something that I've I've kind of been battling with, and I would like to, and who knows, maybe pick it back up when as things move along and time uh, pushes me to the point where I have uh, some free time to do it. But I definitely get the guilt factor uh, because I think I feel that too. Just any time I'm around. Um, any like Korean immigrants or uh, second generation Koreans or people who can speak fluently in Korean, obviously, and I cannot. And it's just, it's like a, tw- I, I guess specifically like with the, with the woman who cuts my hair, with the Ajima who cuts my hair, it is kind of like that. I the feel like I only have the Patrick two, Armstrong. the two words, like Arasio and Kamsamnida. And it's like, I have not evolved past that yet. Mm. <laughs> and I think there's just, I feel that le- little level of guilt when I, when I say something and she's like, and she's like, thanks. And it's just like, it's like almost <laughs> like she wants more maybe, even though that's me projecting onto her in truth, I want to be able to give her more conversation. That's genuine because honestly, where she's posted up, I don't know that she speaks to anybody else <laughs> in <laughs> Korean, you yeah. know? And like, I don't know. And it's mm. not like obviously my job to, to learn it for this one person's sake. But I totally understand like that guilt feeling or that feeling of guilt um, from just like having started, but not throwing my full weight behind it. And I think that's always been my hesitation is that I've always struggled learning language, I think, uh, or learning another language. And it's, Every time I get going, I like step away. And I think my biggest thing is not, I never wanted to jump into Korean because it's like, if I'm going to do it, I want to sit and like do it for like three months straight mm-hmm. and then just know it and learn it. And I realize it's more of like an experience thing and you just have to continue doing it mm-hmm. um, as opposed to trying to just uh, force it in. But it's like, I don't know. Yeah, that's just kind of like, where I've been, where, why I've always been hesitant because like, I don't feel like I'm going to give it enough time. And then that's where the guilt comes from as well. Mm. I get what that. Ab- what about you, KJ? Do you have any emotions? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Noted <laughs> robot, KJ Relke. <laughs> Do you have any emotions? <laughs> I, um, you know, it's interesting. My feelings around Korean have changed actually. I don't remember if we talked about when I went to, uh, that like dinner and conversation thing. Um, for like one year after the uh, Atlanta shooting. I don't remember if we talked about that on Was air. it the, wait, was With it all the, the, all the, the lawyers? lawyers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, okay. So while I was there, there were, there were um, some, some Ajumas there who all spoke fluent Korean, but I hung out. I found like the two young Korean Americans who were second gen and, and we got to talking and I was like, yeah, do you all speak Korean? And they're like, no, not really you know, whatever. But then they would also try to like tell their like Vietnamese friend, I think he was Vietnamese, um, Vietnamese friend who's like, oh yeah, hey, if you call the server Nuna instead of Ajima, then they'll like, they'll give you extra goodies or, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, like if you like suck up to them a little bit, they'll like, they'll really take care of you. Um, <laughs> and then one of the other friends, one of the other pe- people there, she was like, oh yeah, if you talk about like whatever and we talked about like, so talked about um, 
like certain words to say, like nuna or like what egyo is or whatever. And I was like, oh, I know all of this from the Korean culture dictionary. And <laughs> they were like, yeah, so egyo is like this, like, I don't know. I was like, I know what it is. And then like I was able to translate Korean culture nice. to another Asian American in a way, but then like because I was there with them, I'm and like again watching Pachinko, like there's this whole bit of like now I feel more like second gen kind of, even though mm. even while I'm like I'm struggling and and really do my best to like learn Korean and like be in that culture and like build a bridge basically back to the motherland. But I'm also like more comfortable in my knowing and not knowing. So like today I went to the donut shop right by my apartment and um <laughs> talk about service. Okay. Uh side note. Wait, did both of you freeze? No. no. Okay, great. <laughs> Okay. We're just good at I'm sitting just, very still, yeah. no blinking. No blinking. I'm just very focused on your story. Yeah, uh, you're telling a great your story. story. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so, so here's, a, here's a side note from this morning. Um, so I went to go get get donuts from this donut shop that's operated by Korean Ajumas. But the recently the person who's been like um, helping me has changed. It's not. It's a different person than before, a different employee. So the one before used to always give me free donut holes. And Sarah and I were like – do you think it's because like she knows you're Korean and like huh. whatever or whatever? So like one time she went and she didn't get free donut holes. So ooh, yes, ooh. it definitely was because of the Korean, because of that dung, you know, yeah. like that, yeah. that yeah, sense yeah, yeah, of like, yeah, yeah we we'll, we take care of our people. So this this lady, this current Ajima, um, I had been there a couple of times and she never gave me free donut holes. I went even in like with my uh, Joseon like shirt or like my Joseon like hat, like wearing the Korean flag, you know, like representing like, literally on my body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no donut holes. I was like, what the heck? So this morning I went in and I was, I was like, I was just feeling really tired. And I know I was like, okay, I know how to say I'm tired and like whatever regular Korean, but now I got to like formalize it up. Because like we're not that friendly, you know. It's a it's a transaction, whatever. So, pigon hamnida is how you say I'm tired, right? So she's like, oh yeah, I come in like, hi, how are you? I'm good. And she's like, you tired? And I said, ne pigon hamnida. And she's like, oh yeah. And like you're Korean, right? And he's like, yeah. Free donut holes. What? <laughs> Boom. Nice. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. But I was like, so yeah. So I said pigon hamnida. Got the free donut holes. Said kam hamnida. And she's like, oh ne kam hamnida. And then she said a bunch of other Korean things. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. But like, yeah, just keep saying thank you yeah, at that point. I was just like, I don't know. I was like, do I bow? Do I leave? I'm just like, okay, bye. <laughs> I didn't even say goodbye in Korean. Like, I know she how to say that. Right. She's actually probably yelling at you. Like, are you gonna pay for the donut holes? No, it was. It was. It's like one of those things where, like, okay, bye. Like, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for your patronage. Goodbye. Thank you. But I was like, I don't know. I don't. If someone can tell me what people yell when you're leaving their establishment that like that would be great just so i can know like that is one that i also want to know comes on me that a bunch like i don't know but i was like oh man i'm out of my depth but then well like so so before i would have been in your camp patrick where i'd be like oh man i feel so bad that i don't know what you're saying but i just know like a couple of these phrases whatever but now having been around korean americans who are like more than just immigrants more than just first or second gen you know whatever i'm like okay no it's actually like she probably just thinks that i'm just some second or third gen korean american right i know enough but like whatever but then there's the extra level from pachinko of like the the harmonies the grandmothers who live in japan who speak japanese and their like grandkids speak japanese and only know like a little bit of korean because maybe like their grandmothers or grandfathers taught them right and so they're like this whole other thing of like we live in this foreign land but like you don't speak our language and how tra- how tragic and how sad that is and whatever and so again coming back to your point patrick of like i wish i could give you more is like i know that you're living in this foreign land and i don't know what brought you here and i know that you probably have community you Donuts. know but like right. i still i still wish that i could give you more sense right. of our homeland and more sense of the shared thing but at the same time, and this is where the change really has been, I'm okay with what I can give you right now. And sure. I don't mm-hmm. feel guilty. I'm okay giving you a little bit and I don't feel guilty about not being able to give you more because I'm what I'm giving you actually is the best that I can give you right now. And I'm going to work to be able to give people more in the future, but I'm not going to feel sorry about like the little that I can give because I'm giving my my whole self you know so that's that's the change for me and that's like literally just something that i won a win i guess for today um, that's great that's a great you, win you ate those donut holes i got those pride. free donut holes baby gosh free donut <laughs> holes now I need to a freaking a sweet donut thing. shop now <laughs> dang 
that is a sweet that is a sweet thing to get is free donut holes. I'm really I'm getting well, yeah. I'm good. getting hungry. Maybe you can get some cheaper, uh, cheaper haircuts. Yeah, <laughs> this haircut is already cheap, <laughs> so I would feel bad if she charged me less for this haircut. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I always make sure I tip extra because oh, 100%. it all evens out. You have to, yeah. you know, you're like, I mean, that's really just an free. industry thing. No, yeah. it's, I mean, it is, but also like even no, more. I'm like, I gotta. If you're gonna tip, give me that jong, I gotta, I gotta give you that yeah, jong. Exactly. You know? So in my own American way, because in Korea they don't tip, but you know, yeah. Whatever. Well, that's Speaking just how we're crossing holes. cultures. You guys yeah. want to do a food today? Let's do a food. Let's do a food. Interview. Oh, wait, no. Okay. Wait, hold on. Welcome hold on. back wait, to the Jungie. Wait, wait, wait. Here's the Way to Delphia. Here we go. Oh. All right, I got it. Oh, sorry. I just, no, I did it again. <laughs> What'd you do? I what? Talked over it the whole time. You're talking over the transition. Okay, well now it doesn't even matter. All right. <laughs> uh, leave that one in. Leave it in. Leave roll it in again. Whatever. It's fine. No. Dun, 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 it's dun, dun, fine. Dun. Fine. We are back. We are here with the food portion of the show, or as we previously called it, the eating fun snack tasting spot. We are eating more pororo today. Pororo. Safe for the whole family. The cute little penguin with his glasses and his helmet and his friends, Krong and Poby and... Oh, we didn't say this before, but uh, Caller, thank you for leaving us a voicemail. That was a really wonderful discussion and I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. We had a great discussion about that. If you want to call in and ask us a question that you think will lead to good discussion, that number Patrick has... And it is 972-677. Oh, I thought Nathan was going to say the last part. 8867. All I know is it starts with 972. 8867. Got it. Well, I will will call in again. (laughs) Leave my little phone. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I I left one voicemail just for you guys. I'm going to have to hear. But, uh, yeah, we are eating a pororo snack, mini cube snack, to be exact. Um, yeah, I don't know much about this. I just know that we're getting a lot of pororo snacks because they all look pretty tasty. And they're probably for kids. And I'm a kid at heart. Yeah. And Patrick is looking up how to pronounce <laughs> the hangul at the bottom of this. Uh, yeah. I have no clue. I just know the first letter is a placeholder. No, I think I'm... that one is a meme. Oh, dang it. I thought if the, the O is... Here, is I'll spell it for the listeners at home. I'll spell it. Meme, E, Nian, E, Kyok, Yu, Biop, Uh, Siot, Uh, Nian, E, Kyok. And in Korean, that spells... Snack. <laughs> Wait, what? Snack. That yeah. spells... I know it's it's like mini kyo 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 bu. I messing it You're up. So close. <laughs> uh, I'm not getting it. Snaku. Snick. 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 Oh wait, it's snick. Yep. Oh okay, yeah, I was right snick. there. Dang oh, it. Yeah. So close. fully, that is mini kubu snick. Mini kubu. Okay. Yep. So it's just Konglish. And like I said in a previous episode, Snick is my favorite Konglish. That's just really fun to hit for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> so whenever I find the Snick aisle, I'm like, Sejonga, Snick. I yeah. love Snicks. I love snacks. I love Snicks. I lo- Ooh. They look like giant. Well, it's croutons. weird because isn't that last letter, that consonant, a G oh, technically? Yes, but Snick. when it's when Snick. it's at the very end, it's more just like it's a way a to cut. close. It's like how you close your mouth. Snick. Snick. Because Snick. there's not actually, when it's oh, not followed like a, up by a vowel, Snick. there's no like exhale Snick. per se. So it's just oh, Snick. Snick. Ah, keep doing like, it. That was a problem why, that I had. Snickety, that's why like, so uh, cube, that kyuk, you, and then biup, uh, like if it was, if the biup was beneath the q, it would just be cube. But like if mm. by putting the uh, then you say cube. cube. So there's a little exhale. So like if you Nick. put kiak with the uh, it would be snick. But it's not that. Nick. So it's just snick. Nick. Yeah. 
And that was your hunger for yeah, the day. This is a great Yay. follow-up to our caller, uh, call-in, too. So. Let's go! So, yeah. All right. Uh, this was a pain to open, and I didn't see a, an opening It was a here. pain for me to... <laughs> yeah, I, I opened it, and I got crumbs everywhere on you my... You couldn't open it like this. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? I opened it like that, too, and but I, I still got crumbs. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of crumbs in here. No, I, I got a lot of crumbs out on the bottom. But I like the little tray that it comes in. I do, too. That I didn't know what I was necessary. expecting out of this. Yeah. They what look a- like little croutons, but then they are like have cracks in it. Oh! Like, I don't know, but they look tasty. God, amazing. They are? Are you serious? All right. I'm not even kidding. Diving in. Ooh. Mmm. It's like a it's like a little crunchy croissant. Yeah. That's not bad. Oh, that, is like a, that is a good croissant. It's like a laminated caramel crunchy croissant. Get in there. Oh. <laughs> Sarah just appears What in the good background. timing that Sarah arrives. <laughs> you heard him. Oh! Now she say, oh! <laughs> Mocha! Mocha! Let's eat. This is a win. Wow. So, some of the ingredients in this uh, wheat, margarine, sugar, apricot jam. That's one that I did not expect. And then just the regular other things vanilla flavor, skim milk, cornstarch. But yeah. I'll say right off the bat. Hmm. The cube on the cover of this packaging is very, very representative mm-hmm. of the actual cube itself. The cube. The cube. Sam. Put the cube inside of my chest. <clears throat> what do you mean, Optimus? Optimus, I don't want you to die. We must do it, Sam. <laughs> the fate <laughs> of the Autobots depends <laughs> on you. Uh, you guys are such nerds. <laughs> Okay, we're not nerdists on the show, Nathan. That's yeah. funny, though. We're not nerdists. Nerd That's a completely other, different a nerd podcast calling and other media nerds, company. Nerds is just it's redundant, so or contradictory. I don't know. The kettle calling the pot black. These are pretty tasty. Good job, Poroto. Mm. So, you make a fine, mighty fine mini cube snack. <laughs> I can't get a over mighty how good fine the mini cube is. snack. I've never yeah. had like mini. Lamination like this. So yeah, there's a lot of them. I would say that I got about twenty in here. I'm that was some fast counting. Yeah, well, I was estimating because I counted He's six right, and then eighteen, maybe eighteen. But <laughs> I counted six and eighteen. I don't know. I, I don't even remember I how many two. I've eaten already. Nathan's so. <laughs> favorite game is guess how many Skittles are in the jar. I do. I love that game. <laughs> Have you ever won that game? Nathan, it's like, uh, okay, so if we take the I've volume of close. the, of the yeah. jar and then carry the three and then... <laughs> I have Nathan, would you sure. retire from everything if you just nailed the exact amount of skittles <laughs> in the jar? Would you yes. be like, I'm done. I'd be done. I'm done. That's it. That's like Allison, winning you the got the kids. Business, don't care. <clears throat> Shuttered. Yeah. I just won my life. I'm going to live off of skittles. <laughs> oh, you don't get paid. Oh, yeah, right. Don't get your money. You're right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can actually see like this, like crusty t- sugary top to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it does, it tastes like a little croissant. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like with a little bit of the honey butter chip. Yeah. Like that Ooh. honey butter, uh, sweetness, These sweet really and savoriness. Good. Yeah. This is amazing. I, like I said, I've never had a snack that has like layers like this, but like, any laminated gluten-y f- thing is amazing to me. So laminated? I've never, yeah. I've never thought only, of my snacks as laminated before. Yeah, I don't I know, only know it. I only know the term from British baking show. So if we say oh, if we call okay. it differently in America, then huh. let me know. But okay. uh, so um, glazed. Uh, no, 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 no. Croissants. Um, the oh crap! It's the the Mediterranean snack. Filo uh, dough. Yeah, that's laminated, like all those things that have like those tiny layers in it. Mm-hmm. That's lamination. It's like butter, butter, flour, butter, flour, butter, oh, flour. Then like mm. a biscuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Freaking, yeah. Where um, you fold it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this <laughs> being laminated, like having those layers, and like that's my favorite. And so having this on the go is incredible. Skipping ahead to ratings now, unless you have anything else to say. No, I no. do have something. Great. I have one oh, thing. Oh, A potentially controversial take. I think that I want this top part to be made out of chocolate. <laughs> wow. Damn. You were quick with that. You knew whatever I said ready. was going to be bad. And he was like, I'm going to cue that up. 
<laughs> I sw- I think I don't. This is good on its own. A great snack. But what if this was chocolate? What if- it wouldn't keep as well. That's like a gourmet version. Oh, you know? okay. I I'd eat it. I'd see. Nathan's with me. He said five out of five. I'd eat I'd it. I'd eat it. I'd eat it too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Why don't you just go put some chocolate sauce on it? I knew it would be controversial. Just drop I'm some a chocolate mag- guy. Drop some magic shell on it. How about how about this? Why don't you go crumble a couple of these up and put a scoop of ice cream on top? I don't because I don't have any ice cream, Nathan. Oh Bro. my god! You just gotta go get some. <laughs> oh video. my god! That's my blasphemous. God. You should oh always have ice cream god. in your freezer. I have six different kinds. Okay, sir. Oh wow! They'll Can probably you all say grew new up on them. Brahms. Yeah, you, you you think? Brahms boys, baby. I don't get to go to Brahms here in uh, at the end of May. Woo-hoo. Yeah, oh. so ratings, KJ, you're obviously... Easy, uh, five out of five. Honestly, yeah, a fan. Anything I'm giving it laminated six out of five. <laughs> is a five I'm breaking five. the rating system. These six are so out of nice. five. Oh, six out of five. Yeah. His so, favorite snack on the show so far. Yeah, so this is, I mean, <laughs> this is incredible. Pororo, take your bow, because these are, wow. So yeah, that's how I feel about it. They're real Dang. good. That's oh, it's looping. We don't need a loop. Go away. <laughs> it's yeah, that good. It's so they loved your take so much. You're, they they got loved your multiple standing ovations tonight. <laughs> Love it, well, Nathan. Patrick. Nathan. Patrick. Nathan. Patrick. I'm gonna give it a five out of five too. What am I saying? I just wasn't fast enough. No, so. I think oh, it's, that's fine. I think it's great. Look at that. I got a little X on it too. Mm-hmm. X marks the spot, and the spot is a great snack. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a five too. You don't have to give it a five. No, nope, I'm giving it a sway. Oh, give it the taste buds, sir. This is a you, podcast. You that said you disgusting. wanted chocolate. This is a respectable professional podcast, and I've just burped you. all over it. Um. <laughs> no, I think it is a five out of five snack. I think there are. I think what would give make push it higher. Uh, to that six out of five range that KJ has entered into Chocolate. would be a potentially different flavor or some flavored versions of this. Because I think this is the jam, regular sir. version. That is a flavor. Apricot I think you could add chocolate to this. Ten out of five. Mm. Two over one. You Touchdown. Just... Okay. <laughs> Ten out of five. Well, <laughs> who is this even made by? It's made by it they're, it's just Pororo. Right? Pororo no, it's got to be packaged by somebody here. Um, I do not. Oh, manufacturers SPC Sam Lipco. All That's right. all I see is the manufacturer. So, well, send a send a message. Maybe official Pororo. <clears throat> send it by bird. But yes, these are pretty tasty. What? I like it. That's a good. There's a little, sorry, there's a little bird. System. I, I mentioned that because there's a little bird on the front of the package, and he's like, it looks like he's like bringing one in, like he's holding it, and he's coming in with it. <laughs> it does kind of look like he's carrying that gigantic package or this gigantic cube, flying in with it. So he's that's why both of his eyes are closed because he is struggling. <laughs> wow. Yep. So yeah, well, that rounds out this snack. There's, there's mm-hmm. there you go, guys. Best snack mini so far. cube snack. Mini mm-hmm. cube. Snick. 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 Rush mm. out to your local store. Mm. So good. So good. Well, okay, so we're good. just going to sit here this and eat the rest of the package. So you guys just uh, hang this out. This was a good episode. <laughs> I'll give that a five out of five. Mm. I have not even listened back to it yet. <laughs> nine. <laughs> joke's on you. I'm not going to release this ever. Ever. Okay, well, we, gonna, I, I guess we're taking out. a break next week. <laughs> I'm actually going to mix in other takes of you talking, so you just sound like you're not even talking as a part of this episode. Oh, so I'm not even in the episode. Yeah. You've oh, mixed so me out Five of out of five then? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> wow. Well, all right. Note, well, uh, you guys can uh, <laughs> find us on all the social media platforms uh, at uh, John Chi Show. Email us, Show at justlikemedia.com. Go, Go to my website, phone number. Johnchi.com. Johnchishow.com. Johnchi. I don't know what Johnchi.com is. I'm going to find out. We'll find out. Johnchishow.com. And yes, you can buy some merch, support us, and say hello. And we've already given you our phone number. Send us send us your love. Or go have the snack and tell us if you mails? think it's a five out of five. The domain name, Johnchi.com, is for sale. Yeah. Ooh. 
Boom. There we um, go. So yeah. Get on so that, Jerry. Send us your email <laughs> or your question or however you want to. <clears throat> that phone number one more time is 972-677-8867. We did it. We did it. Um, you can find me at KJ Relke, wherever I want to be found on the internet. You can find me at Patrick in the World <laughs> on Instagram. And at and Stuffing My Face stuff, on Twitter. Stuffing Face. <laughs> you can, as he snorts about. You can find me at Noak on uh, Instagram. <laughs> uh, great. And that is all for this week. That's so it for this week. Until next week, John Chiheyo. I don't like when I'm out of tune. Whatever. Bye. Are we actually leaving or? <laughs>